All right, sweet. Well, we have 12 hours, 12 and a half hours of recording left on this SD card. So. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. So you never forget your first. Howdy. This Hello. is the first episode we've done in 25 Yeah, years. what's this thing with a foam thing on top of it? I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while. It's called, yeah. a, bad, it's called a bad joke. <laughs> uh, what, what actually was the last one we did? Uh, we, it the wasn't, last one, wasn't last a Wicker Man, surely. It was. Really? Yeah, yeah it was it Wicker was. Man. People won't, have, people won't have heard the Wicker Man, presumably, when this one comes out. No, Wicker Man is no. going to be reserved for this October. For the record, we have not watched the Wicker for, Man yet. For <laughs> October. Yeah, we haven't. What's the Wicker Man? Technically, we haven't. We watched Hot Fuzz instead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, all right, well, I'm I'm your host. I'm Dom. I'm joined by Sparrow. Hello. Louis. Hi. Benass. No, uh, there is no Benass. Last minute, Benass got taken out by the uh, the cold. Has he got the vid? Or has he just got the... The vid, it's just vid a of him throwing out the cold <laughs> that he mentioned earlier. I don't know if it's... Is it a cold? Because he's like... He's, no, he's I don't know. He's, he, he said he's tested and it's negative. Mm. Right. Well, that's good. Well, he's positive for something, though. <laughs> okay. Am I right? Our thoughts are with wow, him. Wow, this has been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Um, Take two. Yeah, so, uh, so how's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen... Um, oh, God, we've all, see, we've yeah, all seen we, the Batman. Well, I guess, have you seen the Batman, Louis? I have seen the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just turn this into the Batman <laughs> podcast? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of up for that. That is something that we've all seen. Yeah. The, um, what did you think of it, Louis? What, have you not seen Molly's Game? We've all seen that one. Don't ruin the film that <laughs> we're doing let's today. Let's do the one we've all seen. For any new listeners, because I think there probably will be some new listeners, this is the podcast about director's first films. So let's talk about the Batman. Who's, that's definitely not Di- my Di- first film. directorial first films, to be clear. Yeah, I mean, a first film implies it was a director. Check the Wikipedia. Yeah, but so on this it would be uh, first all the President's Men. Was it? It's the first one he wrote. A few good men. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a few good men or all the President's Men. We quite confusingly men. explained right. what this podcast is about. <laughs> At the start, it's about the Batman, it. right? Yeah. An example of what it's Basically, there's a podcast about a few good men and how if you write that first, your directorial debut comes yeah. later. And then someone makes a podcast about the Batman yeah. in, your, in your name. Yeah. Cool. So, what do we all think about the Batman? Let's chat. Let's 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 chat Batman briefly. Because Benas isn't here, and I know that if Benas was here, me and him would probably just take this over and start talking about the Batman. What's Benas's take on it? Do you know? I don't actually know. Mm. I think he said he really he reserved judgment didn't he he didn't, want to he didn't say anything afterwards yeah, I which I was it. kind of unsettled by <laughs> I think it was alright really? I think it was a bit forgettable really Louis you're just being controversial come on man. quite a pretty film uh, the cinematography was incredible yeah, yeah exactly the, the, the best bit of it I'd tell everyone is Falcone's <laughs> when, lounge when it, when it ended <laughs> Falcone's lounge is like the ultimate man cave yeah you love that you which know one the, the, the bar over oh, the motorway yeah. with like that the, is like a stag do Airbnb exactly yeah yeah that's where I've booked. That's, that's, that's where I booked like. for June. So how do I book? How do you book like the Batman, yeah. the pool bar? <laughs> that probably you book, I bet you can. Yeah. I did I love Gotham in this. It was so like dark and rainy and just it dark Liverpool, and rainy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Some of it was a lot of it was shot in the UK. Really, Liverpool, like, the, dark and rainy. The funeral really? scene when they're outside it, that is in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So you thought it was a bit forgettable, Louis? I thought it was a bit forgettable, yeah. I mean... Oh, it was three um, hours. How did I you forget I, it? I, yeah, exactly. I thought it was very pretty. I thought it looked good, right? I thought there was some good acting in there. Paul Dana? I don't know. I thought the, the, the plot twisted and turned a bit too much, sort of jumped and sometimes it was too slow and sometimes it just jerked forward too quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit like if you're going to do another Batman, then 
It's got to be really good. Not to compare it with Nolan. Sorry, I know Dom gets it seems upset. To be the, it seems to be that's what everyone does, though. But it is like... I mean, people to, are comparing you, it, and I'm like... You I, need a reason to you need a reason to recreate the franchise. Yeah, he was younger. He was unsure of his role as Batman. Yeah. It's, it's more from his perspective, the film, which I feel like the Nolan ones are... Is it, s- yeah, maybe. Sort of, is, it, is it a different universe? Because he's already established as Batman in this film whereas yeah. in the Nolan ones he's not yeah well I mean I, sp- I guess it is well, it's not It's not in the Nolan universe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wait what do you mean in the no- oh because he's older in the Nolan ones but but, but he, he isn't Batman he in the becomes Batman yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point um, I, do, you know what bit, do you know what bit I quite liked just randomly you know when he's running away from the police and he gets to the very top of the police like station yeah. and he goes towards the edge and there's a bit where he goes like <gasps> Like he can't, mm. he like can't. You see the fear in him of like looking over the edge. Yeah, I Chris, thought that Christian was quite... Bale wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Wait, he didn't. <laughs> just been straight he, out. he literally just jumped off and like opened yeah. his wings. But I, I liked that because it gave you the sense that he didn't. Yeah. Quite know what he was really doing. Yeah. And he was kind of fearful of doing it. That's true. Also, as soon as it started, and it was like, <laughs> it was like Wednesday, eighteenth. <laughs> the pe- people of the city are. Unsure of my existence. I was so like, Ben <laughs> It's like, this is it's someone reading Benas's diary. <laughs> that reminded me so much of Watchmen. Like, yeah, the, it was quite Rorschach in, Have you seen the Louis? No. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it literally, it's just, yeah, well, for me, it's, just, it's about a dark, grim, miserable city and he's VOing uh, it. I really liked the stuff with the shadows at the beginning when they see the sign and they uh, make yeah. the point that, like, everyone thinks he could be. I'm vengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It's a bit I, liked, weird how they I liked the Nirvana track. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit overplayed. That was written into the script, you know. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was good, but it was a little yeah, bit Was that forgettable? <laughs> it was, no, that was not unforgettable. That, was really, that got me back into that, Nirvana for a bit. What, but, about, what about Colin Farrell? Was <laughs> they obviously forgot Batman's name because they literally kept calling him Vengeance. It's like, do you want, to get, do you want a coffee, Vengeance? Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They kept calling him it. I got a bit confused with that. Is that what he calls himself? <laughs> yeah. It's like a street in, name, is it? <laughs> but... So, but is he Batman. not? People did call him the Batman, though. Yeah. Well, they that keep was a using bit the Batman. <laughs> like, 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 no, like, no, but who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the ba- I'm the Batman. Yeah, everyone kept some call using the. Yeah. And then what like, does he say at the end? I'm not vengeance, I'm justice or something. I don't know. He needs to go like, some kind of, We've been through this. this Batman. <laughs> Hello, kind Mr. of grammatical <laughs> error going on here. Hello, Mr. The Batman. Mr. The. Also, I like the V, just Batman. Who's the V? Just. Yeah. A little foreshadowing there. I like that. Not that we have heavily foreshadowed this already. No. I just liked how Penguin was always like, Man, what the fuck are you doing, man? He was like so angry with him all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I guess it was all very kind of gritty and real and. It felt like it was in the world of Judd Apatow's Joker. That's Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow? Do you mean um? Oh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Judd Apatow's Joker would be hilarious. Yeah. That'd be like <laughs> literally the Fortune like Virgin, like which is fun, another episode show. that we have in the can that we're going to. Todd release. Phillips. The guy did um. No, no, no sorry. I thought I was, I was thinking of something else. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was more in the world of the Joker than in Batman. Yeah. And it I was like that. it was like joke. It was like in yeah. It was yeah. like Joker. I like that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like being depressed for three hours. Mixed reviews, then it seems. Well, yeah, yeah we, I wasn't, think we need Benas. We need Benas here to mixed yeah. reviews on vengeance. I've been thinking we maybe I think do. Benas would be vengeance right now. If he was we could saying, do a hangout app on it and see if and see it's a hangout app. What like a just like, a like an AI direct uh, right, yeah. and go deep on it. But maybe compare it to like Seven because I feel like Seven was its main one of its main influences. Oh, it is. Well, it's got the yeah. It's, it's, well, it's the same it, sort of dark world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good acting in there. Like, um, who's the guy with the mustache? Andy Circus. Yep. Andy. Gollum. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Gollum. I taught <laughs> you to fight. I taught you to fight. <laughs> That's what you, I could do. What do you give a shit, of... Alfred? 
Yeah. Who was the actor who played um, Falcone? Because I was thinking... It's Colin Farrell. What? No, no. It's, it's it's not actually Colin Farrell. No. Hang, hang on. When I said that earlier, did no one get that? I thought it was some weird Dom joke. No, Fa- Fa- Penguin is played by Colin Farrell. No, in no, Pre- no, no, oh, sorry. That's John Truro, isn't it? Is it John Truro? Wait, sorry. Penguin is, is, is Colin oh, hang Farrell. Hang on. So you definitely didn't know this. I didn't know No. That. Penguin is played by Colin Farrell no, in prosthetics, not. like Jared Leto is in in Are you House of Gucky. What? Yeah. Why? What's the, <laughs> what's the point of spending that much money on an A-list actor and then making them look nothing like themselves? You know, you know Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems? Yeah. I was thinking the way he played that character could have been Falcone if he was more serious. Yeah, like, like a bit more gangstery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. He's a he's a big actor. The guy that plays Falcone. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was really good. He was good. He was very good. <laughs> the Batman. Wednesday, ten p.m. Benos is considerably drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're here to chat about Molly's game, which is a little uh, apparently an up and coming writer, Aaron Sorkin's debut. Oh yeah, um, good for him. Twenty seventeen. I saw this for the first time over Christmas. I saw it for the first time the other day. Did you? Yeah, I've never seen it. And there's, really? It's, yeah, it's quite divisive on the Empire. Mm. I don't know if you know, it's on the Empire podcast. It's quite divisive. Interesting. It, yeah, was, oh, no, it was given James three... James Dyer loves it. Yeah, it? but yeah, it was given yeah. three stars um, by Helen. Really? And, and like, and there's always been a point of contention yeah, that it's yeah. definitely more of a, more than a three-star film. Yeah. But what, because one of the guys really... Out of five. One of the guys really, not really out, likes it. Not, not, right, not okay. out of ten. Not out of yeah. I know, they do it out of five, which I find like... I'm surprised where's you guys, the nuance in that? I'm surprised you guys took so... Given that you're kind of big Sorkin fans, it took you so long, not so long to see it, but... Well, do I'm not, I wouldn't I come class to... myself a big Sorkin fan. You are a big Sorkin fan. No, well, exactly. Based on what? No, 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 but Louis. But, but Louis is. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, I am. Good, because you're West Wing. You love I'm the West Wing. West Wing fan, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, he's done a lot of that stuff. That little miniseries, The West Wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's done loads of stuff. I haven't seen The Newsroom. Uh, yeah, it was what he did after West Wing, wasn't it? It was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, uh, did that little movie about Instagram. Yeah, that's the one. Otherwise known as Facebook. I mean, he's oh, written yeah. A Few Good Men, which is great. West Wing, Moneyball, which um, I Money love. There was Carol- Social Network, Steve Jobs. What's interesting is a lot of those later films that he's done, he's been paired with like a really visual director yeah. like Fincher yeah. or Danny Boyle, Danny Boyle. Yeah. so like you take that really dense writing and then merge it with yeah. heavy visuals which we're going to come on to on this because well it's just like there's too much it. too much film to, <laughs> to take in yeah I mean I love Moneyball like it's, I think it's wicked I mm. always kind of forget that he wrote that as well because people in Moneyball I feel talk more like normal people than they do in his other you know mm. people say like people don't yeah. That's like the fun of it is that people in real life oh, yeah. don't talk. I have a rule when I'm watching Sorkin, I put the subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise you just can't follow it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Molly's get, I mean, I hadn't seen it, uh, but the synopsis of it is the true story of Molly Bloom, an Olympic class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high stakes poker game at Casino Royale. No, and became an FBI agent. Oh, that's a good I would right there. Mm, that's true. Fuck, damn it. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. It's good. It's not like don't. Um, I think it's good, well made. You can kind of tell. Well, I'll come on to the kind of sorkiness of it, sorkiness of it. But I um, yeah, no, I, I quite enjoy it. Like not like an absolute favorite, but it's, I think it's good. Is mm. it is it based on a book that's based on her life? Yes, so it's based it the, on an autobiography. Is it a book that she wrote in the film? Y- yeah, that it's based yeah, on it's kind of gets a bit meta. meta. It's like a, based on a book that's that's in the film, but the film book is actually a real book. I also got to say, at the start, it also is even more meta because she meant she references herself in the beginning voiceover. Yeah. And also, as, as you're watching it, it's really, you're, you're so aware of the fact that the fact that there's even a film about it means that, like, she's got her story out. But the whole thing's about her getting her story out. Yeah, yeah it's anyway. kind of, yeah, well, there's two stories in it, in a way. One is about the book, 
but then the film is, is it also after about... the book, isn't it? Yeah. she's published the book in the film. So technically, Sorkin should have... There should have been a bit in the film where he's making the film. <laughs> I think there's going to be a TV show about the making of the film that was based on well, the book. Well, okay, it's actually funny you say this. This is already on a tangent, but... Uh, you know this, like, Inventing Anna thing that came out recently? Yeah. yeah. And also the Tinder Swindler. Yeah. yeah. I, d- I couldn't help but think about her story and think, mm. isn't this, like, ripe Netflix... Of course, you've got to mention Netflix every episode. Oh, but isn't yeah. this like ripe Netflix, like 10 part series? You're right, right. It feels like it could have been one it of them. It could have been one of them because yeah. there sounds like the story is. There sounds like there's more to. It's, it's someone getting it yeah. over their head, isn't it? Yeah, and also, but who all the poker players are. You know, like they're all. Yeah. They're all meant. Like it's. Well, Toby Maguire, everyone goes on. It's widely believed that he's player X. Yeah. And I've like, heard that. And then also, like, there's loads of other people that apparently were part of it. So yeah. you think if there was a miniseries, they would go into. Yeah. Who was. Whereas they obviously couldn't cast. Imagine if they cast, like, all the top Hollywood. <laughs> imagine, like, imagine if they cast. Just literally happen. as, as imagine, extras. Imagine if they cast Toby Maguire. Yeah, it would have been cool. They probably could have done it though, because he's not doing like 2017. I don't know what he was doing. Like, I don't know what films he was. I know, living off. What Spider Man finished? Spider Man, yeah. So they think it's Tobey Maguire, that that guy, the Spidey. Apparently, it's Player X. Is how does anyone know that? Because he's big on poker. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like known that he's that he's big on poker. (laughs) So did he ever like try and sue them or anything? I don't know. I don't think mm. so. I think we would have probably found that out. Yeah, in but, your extensive research. Exactly. But they, <laughs> the uh, apparently all of the extra, all of the poker players who were extras were all professional poker players because right, okay. he wanted there to be like a realism. Yeah, to, right. To the chips. It was a real exactly realism cards. to like sitting there and flicking a chip in your hand. Yeah, yeah. I've never really understood the appeal of that. Doing a really long poker night. It's fun for like an well, hour. I, well, I was thinking that because they <laughs> seem to be much bigger in in the states. I don't know whether it was t- actually to do with the fact because you know like. Yeah. You can't gamble everywhere. That's why Las Vegas is so big. So I wonder whether the reason people have poker nights is because it's quite you can't, illicit. You yeah. can't go to a casino. Can you not actually can you not do that in certain states? No. I think that's the thing. Because I always wondered why it's because you don't really get the same. Louis culture. coming in with the political. <laughs> it's not really the same cultural thing here to have a poker night. I mean, people do. Even like not, not the same even as, like the, getting your app out to bet on the football is illegal in most states. Really, there are only some states that allow it, and that must but that must be it's why about it's about to be a gold rush because I think they've just started legally like, legalizing it in New Jersey and a mm. few other places. You always get the night like poker night at someone's house in like the states. Yeah, like, yeah. it's poker night at Brad's tonight. But actually, where people one, of the, are betting, one, like, one of the most revealing bits is where the, isn't there a character who's losing loads of money and she's like, yeah, yeah. you should stop." And yeah, he's yeah. like, "No, no, I'm just here for the networking. I don't mind about losing everything." So like, and, and then he accidentally wins. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the guy doesn't <laughs> the guy think guy that his tell. <laughs> he's like, he's an amazing poker player, but he's never seen someone yeah, who looks yeah, like. Maybe that's the key to. Genuinely, I don't have these cards. It's like, no, you're perfect. Genuinely. I don't take have my to, money. To literally take my money. So I guess there's a kind of it's like the new golf sort of thing. Mm. You know, you just network with people while you do it. Yeah, yeah. That's why one of the guys does it. Although that, yeah, that's the dude who loot because he makes he makes like loads of money on his hedge fund. Yeah, on the side, he's basically right. just recruiting clients at that point. Yeah, yeah. Genius. What do you think of it? I love it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. We're on slightly different wavelengths here. It's such a like dense story. Like it's wall yeah. to wall. Also, yeah. it's two hours twenty. If you like switch off for one scene, you just you've you've missed. You've missed thing. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a text halfway through, and I was like, uh, "I'm not li- kidding about the subtitles." Seriously, no. I, I think I think I should have done that. Helps with talking because yeah. you're just it goes too quickly to. But I she got a text. I looked up. She was like in another country, like wearing a different <laughs> dress. I was like, "Well, hang on, where 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 are we now? <laughs> we just lost a million quid." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there's one there's one thing that I I found a bit like not unusual, given that it's Sorkin is. In most of his, um, so Moneyball, Social Network, Steve Jobs, and Trial of the Chicago 7, for me, it's really like, I can really clearly tell it's him writing it for, yeah. for good and bad reasons. 
Um, mm. Whereas with this, I couldn't, I wouldn't have necessarily guessed it was him if I didn't know. That's interesting. Um, which is weird because it's his date because it's literally his film. Um, yeah. Do you think it's a sign of a bad writer or a good writer when you actually recognise their writing? Well, I was about to. S- I'm not sure because I was going to say with Sorkin I like it where there are certain like traits he does which actually piss me off because it, it will come out and I'm like oh he always does it and it grinds on me now um, so like what just I think, okay so the, the main one which I was going to Facebook I call, it, I call it the um, I call it like the red car syndrome which is like um, where they there's just like an over like a flogging of over repetition yeah, yeah so like yeah, in the social yeah. network oh, yeah, when, yeah. when it's Sean this happens all the time with talking when when Sean Parker's late he's like Eduardo's like he's 10 minutes late he's like he started he started Napster it's like he's not a god what is he he's 10 minutes late like and it's that <laughs> and it's that sort of like that sort of thing like um, but it happens all the time with yeah, him and it's, he always it's, calls back at the end it's, of a it's, conversation it's clever so like, but it's just like it's so, it's so noticeable now when I well, it's like a cyclical. It's like a little. Well, it's it's just, like it's a little just, kind of siggy. It's a siggy move. Yeah, it is, but it's yeah. and it, it's good. But so, but sometimes it gets it, it grinds when you, a bit. When you mm. notice the writing in that sense, sometimes I know what you mean. It's yeah. a bit like you can almost see it coming. Yeah, like yeah. isn't there an exchange about um, the Crucible? Yeah, in, because she re- it, she reads uh, in the lawyer's o- in the lawyer's it. office. Yeah. yeah, and she talks about it at the start as like there's a lesson from the crucible and then at the end of the conversation she sort of harks back to it and being like because this is all I can't remember exactly what yeah, it is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. that's and one of the other things that's a very hard, kind of stalkinism it's, it's thing quite it's quite hard like, to like apart with that social network one it's actually quite hard to actually give an example of it but you, it's just yeah. very noticeable so you set up something that you feel like has no re- relationship to what the yeah. main conversation is going to be about and then the conversation meanders to a place where it's resolved it, by the thing that was set, set it kind of yeah. makes sense in a way with, with, with the social network because it's like a bunch of developers and coders who kind of I imagine that like type of person would yeah. repeat things over and, and doesn't over. speak naturally anyway. Uh, yeah, invent okay. Facebook. It works, and in the main, like I, I do like it. But this is this is what I'm saying. But for me personally, actually, yeah. I know you just give that example, but I didn't really notice anything like that in Molly's game. Yeah, uh, yeah unusually, yeah. which is why for me, which I'm not, I'm not saying is good or bad. Like I, I quite liked it because there was nothing that really pulled me out of it and I was like that, I actually didn't get that with Molly's game mm. I think because it's such a singular story on her she has the most Sorkin-y lines whereas I think what you're talking about is other characters around there'll be like three characters that are all speaking in the same yeah. way and play off each other yeah. whereas I didn't get Idris Elba's character didn't really speak like a Sorkin character the only person I think that did was her and it was mostly VO his his impassioned defence was quite Sorkin-y where they're doing the negotiation or whatever they're trying to settle out of court and he yeah. sort of starts his big defence That's yeah. you, you can tell when there's like a Sorkin moment about to come up that's true Okay, I don't know. Go on. What, what do you think? think? You, you thought it was too much film. I thought the story was really fascinating. Like the actual bare bones of the story was just really interesting. Like the fact that she, like the, when I put the film on, I thought it was like a diff. I thought I put the wrong film on because it was like skiing for the first fifteen minutes, and I thought the skiing shadow girl. Yeah, and so much. Yeah, I thought it was like so much is conveyed in those first fifteen minutes to the point where you even get down to like the little uh, nail that ends up screwing up her skiing career that she goes like it, it yeah. builds up this huge image of her and her family right down to this one thing that kind of veered her life in another direction so I just thought that as like a piece of filmmaking was really good but there is so much VO in this film so much voiceover and it's so dense that if I was thinking and I, I don't know what my opinion is but I thought it was really interesting most movies most films are like take a script yeah and then how do the visuals then take that that into like a whole new area? Because I felt like this was the opposite. It was almost like the script was like bending the visuals to to the script. Yeah, like, you can tell it was based on a book, right? Because 
it's almost like you were being read the book while watching. Yeah, like if you just put on the audio track for the film yeah. and just didn't want, like, could you It'd still, like could you still understand what happened? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like an audible. Like, <laughs> you're like, that's an interesting. You probably still understand it. You probably could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of goes to me, like, why make a, in a sense, why make a film about it? Yeah. And then I suppose you go into what I think is probably his trait as a director, although I haven't seen Trial of Chicago 7. Or being the Ricardos, whatever, oh, okay. whatever that is. Yeah. But um, I think his trait as as a writer is this his same tra- his same trait as a director is the same trait as a writer, which is he's very good at handling seriously complex, often things that are like drenched in law, mm. like scenarios simultaneously that actually do eventually make Language. sense at the end. I think that's actually really hard to do. But there's so much going on here. Like they cut between mm. it's like in social network. Like they cut between so many different things and like Steve Jobs they cut between so much yeah like it's all backstage but they talk they cover his entire life and then you like he's just balancing like 50 plates at once yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah. like bone china that, that yeah. like I don't know but he just, does such a good yeah. job of, of, of holding all of that so I think that's what he did with Molly's game but how inspired visually was the film no no not not much at all and I think that's because it's a film where it's not just driven by the stuff that happens it's driven by just the interactions between people yeah, like the whole scene of her and her dad sort of reconciling. It's just a kind of boring scene visually, right? Just two of them sat on a bench. Yeah. But they go for, through I'll this give you a kind three of entire. Session. Yeah. They go through three years of. They literally <laughs> three go through three years, years of therapy, of therapy yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in one scene. And I, I, I don't know, I love that. I actually really love yeah. I think I kind of really respect the, um, the fact that you don't need to. You don't need much to happen for a lot to happen, you know, if it's well written and, and the acting's good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's that like classic thing where it's like you can have two people just talking opposite a table, but then you show a bomb under the table and suddenly yeah, everything's more tense. Yeah. You don't need like don't need big visual stimulation yeah, all the time. Yeah. It didn't need to be like CG, but like now now I think about it, like I'm the skiing added just like an energy. Mm. Like whenever they cut back to the skiing and stuff, I don't know. Yeah. The skiing um, is also I was gonna say that is one of the things which I, I've only just kind of recently clocked it is a sort of sorking thing to do, but not in a not not an obvious way. And what what I mean by that is he quite often has it's one thing to jump around like different things going on but with him specifically he has like the main era of the plot and then then i'll have like a flashback um for like a very brief period of time and often it's actually not that well nailed in that but the best examples are like moneyball when he jumps back to billy bean when, oh, he's, yeah. when he's a kid that's true and steve yeah, yeah. jobs it goes back to when he's up meets his father at the restaurant oh, yeah, yeah. they're like really mini like flashbacks oh, yeah that's um, he does. He does do that quite well. That mm. that that's one of my. I don't know if it's a theory, but the SEU, the Sorkin Extended Universe. That's my <laughs> my my theory. There's like a kind of theory like that. Like that's a trait. Yeah. Also, like the kind of foreshadowing red car thing you said. The fact that he's holding loads of. It's almost like before he even directed, there was already yeah like a th- like a style. It's because or he, theme. Because, I don't know because he's such a dominant. I mean, it's quite rare. We only had we had this with Richard Curtis. It's rare for a writer to be to be so dominant. Yeah, that they're known as a writer over a director. Yeah, the writer overshadows the director. Yeah, like yeah. Richard Curtis is the same. Like yeah, if you say yeah. to like people assume he directed Notting Hill, which he didn't. That's like, true. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone always everyone always trips up on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with big directors like Danny Boyle doing Steve Jobs, you could you could sort of be forgiven for people might assume it's Sorkin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his na- his name is what you even though it's quite distinctly Danny Boyle in it. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a weird one. Yeah, you mean even though Fincher and 
Danny Boyle are like strong directors. Yeah, his yeah. voice still comes through them. Yeah. But then, and then I did, you, you were saying earlier, then ironically, they were saying earlier that actually Sorkin's voice doesn't come through on his yeah, own, yeah, on well, his own directing. Yeah. Well, for, well, for me, like, not, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. They were, for I me, know. I wouldn't have known it was necessarily Sorkin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that puts any directors off working with Sorkin? No, so I, think, I think anyone would be chomping at the bit to get a script written by Sorkin. I think because oh, like, because they can't put their own. Yeah, because you have to share the you have to share the vision quite a lot. Yeah, yeah probably more than you would. I, th- in, I think it varies. In a I think if you're, like, if you're a writer director, you're just you wouldn't even entertain that anyway. I but, suppose. It, but I guess if you're if you're a little known um, director, then it's like it's a big name to add to your to the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Way, I'm just trying to think off my head now, like. Curtis, I mean Sorkin, but are there any other like really massive writers who are out and out writers? I know Sorkin's not an out and out writer. I would say like Nolan in a way, but I know he's a massive director as well. Yeah. But like, oh, he, how long do we have? He, I know. <laughs> but he's the same with Tarantino. Though. You can say with a lot of these. Yeah, no, exactly. They're like strong writer directors. directors. But I'm talking about just. I know. Like, yeah, like, I know. Just writers. It's, yeah, it's like, I can't think of any. There might be some, but well, there will yeah. be some. But oh, I know Christopher yeah. McQuarrie. Okay. Who wrote? Um, uh, Kaiser Soze, what's that called? Oh, Usual Suspects. Suspects. Yeah, okay. yeah. He wrote that, and now he's directing the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't like as big a writer as talking, but that movie is great, and I yeah. think that put him on the map. I think he was predominantly a writer before he was a director. Yeah. Have you guys seen the 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 like ad for Masterclass, but with talking? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, he he does his he does his own Masterclass. It's quite <laughs> funny. Like, there's just clips of him chatting to students, being like, "Have you not done it?" <laughs> if you would have done his part you would have done his course being that quotable is surely the sign of being a good writer like so many of the scenes are her just like in a poker room or in an office yeah like yeah. or in, in a lawyer's office or in the office of whatever his name is from uh, from succession oh yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, the yeah, yeah. which by the way Ken- I did Kendall I didn't yeah. know that he was in this and when he turned up at the start I, I've seen Succession when he turned up I just immediately expected him to like be like he is Let's in get into this. yeah but he kind of actually is like, yeah he is basically yeah and he like does there's that weird scene where he just stops her pay do you, oh, yeah, do you remember yeah. that yeah, yeah. he's just like I'm going to stop paying you yeah. and she's like but, but you're going to continue your job she's like like he's like well, you're getting paid enough from the poker nights like yeah but out of principle I'm not going to go pick up your dry cleaning and not get paid for it yeah <laughs> like, there's a couple of like good little those scenes little, every interaction is great though I don't know West Wing 90% of it happens in an office in a corridor do you in mean? a corridor be, be, yeah they're yeah. just walking really? up and down a yeah, corridor yeah. Like, on that on the SEU that's all can extend the universe thing there is one thing he does which I've noticed is people will always there was a lot between Idris Elba and her where where he would be like let me ask you a question let me ask you a question. There'd always be this like, but before someone actually like asks something, someone has to state that they're going to ask someone a question. I don't know if it's like an American to, like, thing. Prepare for it. The other way, the other way to do it is like, let me tell you something, yeah. and they proceed mm. to yeah, well, let me tell you something. Monologue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's another couple of bit. Maybe it was just more law, but there's another bit where it's like after record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after record, and then actually he even talks about that. He's like, well, we're on the record because we're <laughs> like a client, a client relationship. You'd be forgiven. You could be forgiven for thinking he had some sort of training or a previous career in law because so many things like social network trial of chicago 7 molly's game like there, there's like so much of a legal and also even like west wing it's just like yeah the your politics. knowledge of the politics like how do you even go about i think they had advisors they must have done who were like lobbyists and i know it's, it's mad apparently gage whitney is the fictional law firm that 
that is in all of his films. Okay, so that, that literally is the universe. So like any, Whitney, yeah, any, any law firm that's in his film, it's like this fictional thing he's created called Gage Whitney. And there's probably, <laughs> I imagine funny. there's like a massive doc that he's made of like, do you know what I mean? Like to make it legit, like this is what it is. Like, like he's like registered his company. Yeah, like this is who the CEO is. Like it's yeah. like part, it's like yeah. across multiple films, which is quite funny. Yeah, that is quite Again, there's an iWord in that. That's great. I know. Gage I know. Whitney is the We're like, really, really selling iWords before but, we start. But, that, but that's like a proper like Easter egg. Like I'll kind of look out for that now. Yeah, it's cool. There's a little side hustle. I liked um, a Chris O'Dowd turning up was oh, great. Was random, you know. Who's he's the Irish uh, actor? Oh, yeah, the one, such the one, a good actor. The one who's drunk. Yeah, yeah, he's good. But I did think it was quite funny when there was a line where he was like, where she said, um, I can't remember his name in the film, but she's like, oh, he would stay late after poker games, and every time he started a sentence, it would always sound like a fictional uh, yeah. uh, detective novel. Yeah, probably, and he, I, I down here. One of them, he sits down, and he's just like, victim of circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say anything after there's another oh, bit where he's, so he's, there's good. another scene where he sits down and he's just like gunshot on the river <laughs> she's like yeah what, is, what exactly is it you want no, to say no I was going to say he, he was actually really funny and the, the other bit where he keeps going like I'm the only Irish guy they let play and she's like yeah he's like so and he's like she's like I'm not Irish and he's like what? Like, it's just like, because he's bang on about it. he's the only guy that they don't play. You made a point about uh, Scorsese, and I think it's worth bringing that up. The fact that obviously narration in film has a long, illustrious history, and Scorsese is an obvious one to yeah. compare this to, right? Goodfellas or yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Or, as long as I can remember, yeah. I wanted to be a gangster. No, no, it's, true, it's true, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested in your perspective on whether they're that different to watch to watch molly's game that style of you know being basically read a book while watching a film feels a bit like goodfellas to me i think that it isn't mm. because goodfellas isn't wall-to-wall vo the vo in goodfellas is is specifically chosen at moments and there are bits where you know they they hold back on the vo and then they let the scene play out or they've really thought about how the camera moves in conjunction with the VO. Like, I do yeah. think there's like a relationship between the VO and what you're seeing that that can be kind of chiseled and yeah. made into Good something. Yeah, is all kind of tracking through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and, they, and he's talking about it. There was a bit where she walked into one of the... Poker, I think it was the first poker room she created outside of Succession Dude. Yeah. And she walks in and there's a guy fixing the poker... He's putting yeah, the yeah, poker yeah. table up and the VO is like... I pulled uh, the poker table. You know, the VO is like, I bought a poker table so that, uh, to, so make that it's to make, to make it more right. legit. And there's like a guy, and it's kind of like, well, you're seeing what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Which is no bad thing. I, don't, I think Goodfellas just has a bit more of a stylistic visual yeah. world that then when, you, when you're talking about like gangsters and stuff like that. It's not just descriptive. But then I was thinking, this is like, when you think about like, say, Casino Royale, so much of that is based around... I feel like Casino Royale is going to be the new Nolan for me on the podcast because I'm so, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it. Like, like poker in that is shown to be yeah. tense, is shot really well. And obviously yeah. that's different because that film's going for, it's going for tension around the poker yeah. table, which I don't think... It's going for a very idealized sort of version of poker as well, isn't it? Where yeah, everything is all... This was more like she observed the poker and it was more about her observing the table rather than yeah. being at the table. It was more about people's relationship through yeah. the poker could have done with like, maybe some tracking shots like could have done with a bit of Scorsese and I'm thinking about it like a little little yeah. pan around the, the table into the hotel yeah. sort of thing yeah. she's just preparing for them to come in yeah as I can remember I always wanted to be, be a gangster, gangster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such, that's, the, that's the opening line of the film was it <laughs> is it gangster or wise guy what does he say gangster no, gangster, gangster. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I think there is a there is a job to be done there, but then it, obviously this is dense voiceover, and clearly that has created its own yeah its own type of film. And I'm pretty sure from looking at some of the reviews, there's people that take films in really well in yeah. that way. Yeah, like they they love stuff that's voiceover dense. Like a good example is like the first uh, cut of Blade Runner was the original Blade Runner was with heavy a heavy Harrison Ford VO that was really bleak and dour that they released and it's like now found its own kind of fan base because it's literally like the Batman like really? Wednesday the 18th but it's kind of like he didn't really want to do it Harrison Ford so he made it really bleak on purpose Jesus and, and like and so but the point is is that they just took that off the film and suddenly the film became like even more mysterious and odd because you didn't know yeah. what he was thinking it's not explained so it made it better Whereas with this, everything is really explained, but it has to be because there's so much complex, so like, much going on, like law language. I mean, half the conversations with Idris Elba, I was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of following this. I'm not like a hundred percent following this, but I kind of get what's going yeah. on. I feel, I feel like it's he obviously chose to to do the VO for a kind of for stylistic reasons. So I feel you could. I think it's for more information no, no, reasons. Saying, but it's not it's not that complex a story to tell without surely because it's like, look, she starts off being like you know kind of without a job then she gets a job with this guy and then starts running the poker night and then she fucks him off to start her own poker night like it's not that hard to follow I you guess could it do moves it without, quite quickly I know but I'm saying you probably could do it without a VO it's not that mm. obscure the steps that actually happen I think yeah. one of the things it does is moves things on a bit like if you just saw one scene after the other you'd sort of assume that that's the next thing that happened whereas she'd often sort of start being like I started doing this and I've been doing this for a while and then you jump to this scene which is obviously like months later yeah yeah. you know what I mean yeah it's true yeah 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 you so can, you it allows jump. you to jump around yeah it's a way of like yeah. doing a montage without seeing yeah. anything because yeah. there were some bits that were cut out of the film like for example all the dresses that she like every scene was a different dress yeah. and like there was all, and like everyone you know that, that was like a big thing yeah and there was a scene that was cut where it was her going shopping and because she goes from being the kind of Succession. I don't even know what his name is. Succession's re uh, receptionist. Ken Kendall's receptionist. <laughs> when she buys one of those bagels and he like chucks oh, yeah. them out. Um, she she goes from that to being like a high flying poker yeah. arranger, right? So she goes from she goes into this world of jumps quite quickly. Yeah, and yeah. so there was a scene in in the middle that was her going. Yeah. clothes shopping to kind of show that she would adopt this new higher class of businessman or businesswoman or whatever yeah and they cut that out i'm not sure why they cut it out but when you think about it there was a good reason that was in there because it would show her there was a couple of lines where she said i wore i wore like i wore a dress that definitely didn't feel anything like me yeah and so you kind of think well where's it would always where's be that come from, where's yeah. that come from and like what would going and buying that look like or like how did she adopt that yeah so that was never yeah. explained but then in the vo it's just kind of the vo kind of got, covers all and i guess that's what a book can do that a film can't right it, usually that a book doesn't need to show you everything in order it can kind of cover a huge amount of time or it can mm. but neither does a film have to show you in order to be fair no, no, but you can only you can only take in what you see. But I guess a VO is kind of a way of cheating that a bit. Like we never saw her ascension from from being a secretary to running games. Yeah, it's like but we just saw her running games, and he was she was like, I, eventually, I was running games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Scorsese directed it, it would be quite a different. There'd like, be a montage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, there are there are there are definitely overlaps of of like say with Scorsese, where kind of a few things happen. So, for example, when she sets up the first sort of 
Pokenai. As the guy, she she gets the kind of the makeover, the Matrix version of herself or whatever it's oh, called. Yeah. Then and then get then gets gets all the booze in, gets the food, yeah, gets the hotel cool, suite. Oh, that's a, that that's kind of got parallels to like yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, you know, yeah, that's yeah, true. Where yeah. like a, quite quite a lot happens in like. I think Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street as well. They're, they're slightly more kind of they like soar to such heights and then crash, right? And I think I think with Molly's game, mm. it, it never really feels like she's on cloud nine and everything's all going perfectly. And no, no, she always has there's always like... that anxiety. I guess also because it's all told kind of through the lens of you know she's you know she's got some legal trouble but yeah right? you, know, you know you know at some mm. point something goes wrong so yeah. it starts off legitimate like mm. complete i think that's not how wolf of wall street structured is it you don't know from the beginning that he's like he's no, you, you fucked up yeah you don't no, know you know you don't and it's like proper fellas, rags you don't to riches yeah. yeah so you sort of think like you get lost maybe, in it maybe, in a bit. maybe he becomes okay at the end yeah yeah, yeah. well that's interesting yeah. what was her motivation felt like her motivation was just to start a legit like a legit business yeah. like, you know when she meets that lawyer and he's like you're not breaking the law and he's like we've got a saying in law if you're not breaking the law don't break the law and she's like <laughs> so am I breaking the law here <laughs> and he's like well <laughs> it's just like what is going on I think that was like but, deliberately confusing though because it's like well, is she breaking the law or not oh no I let you like, leave the scene being like I'm not sure what if was that line yeah it's like you don't break the law in breaking the law or something no, it's don't like if you're breaking the law don't no, break the law yeah, don't break the law when you're breaking the law yeah right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. because yeah. then you'll get caught for the other thing well like, so my, my, my understanding was that the um well, this is where it comes into the legal. I don't know whether you can have a poker night or not, but right. having Gage Whitney her, has to step her, in. Her, 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 it was a, for, on the face of it, it was fairly straightforward. When she was running the poker night, that was fine. That was legal. So what basically what happens in it? She she's doing she's doing the poker night, but then because she's not getting all the money that she should, she has to start t- taking a slice of it, like which she's not which is legal, just so she can cover her losses. Yeah. So at the beginning, it's fine, but then once she starts, once you see that the, the the dealer, the, who's another woman, taps the chips and takes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. When, it, that's when it switches to becoming illegal, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, um, they, that's true. How they were they making the money before? Just tips? Just tips, but also, yeah, there might be like a slight, um, there might be like... Like a pay, a buy-in. Yeah, or a buy-in or something. Yeah. Yeah, like a Actually, no, not a buy-in, because that was how much you need to the sit at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it must, must be off must tips. must have been tips, Just yeah. tips. Well, she yeah, made like three really grand good. tips when she was working for, yeah. for Kendall. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So basically, it means that you can host a night and people can yeah, spend that, money that, that on was, gambling yes, you, but you can't, but you can't for it. Yeah, you officially can. host it by getting paid for it yeah. yeah so you just had to get it off tips Yeah. but then mm. that was her whole thing was to create a relaxed nice environment that you would want to come and play poker yeah. in and then you probably would tip at the beginning though Kendall was like anyone who wants to come back tip Molly yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, is yeah. how you I guess like her motivation for me was the so it was all about the nail wasn't it the nail robbed her of her career in the Olympics and that meant that she was always driven by this need to need to prove that she was successful like she could do it right yeah. she was she was competitive to her core and but she was like robbed of the thing that she was meant to be really good at in life so she had to find something to win at even though she wasn't the best skier in her family there was a big thing about how there was yeah, that line she was like super family yeah. there's a yeah there's a line where she's like outside of my family I was the best skier and the best like person at school but like at the kitchen table I was the worst that was the second yeah so one one question for me around this is it's always a bit weird isn't it when I suppose this is true of Wolf of Wall Street. It's definitely true of um, that film we saw with Will Smith about the Williams sisters. Oh, uh, King Richard. King Richard. King Richard. <laughs> um, King Richard. I want to where, ask you about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. We, we saw it. Uh, yeah. But but where, <laughs> where, where it's a biopic, but of someone who is still alive and was obviously quite actively involved in the making of the film. Yeah. 
it does make you sort of question. It feels a bit almost okay, okay. propaganda. Wait, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> because well, you're like, well, this isn't an independent well, film so being made about you. It's like how Brian May's portrayed in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's right. Like the rest uh, yeah. of Queen are all like really good guys. Like, don't go for another beer, Freddie. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, come oh, on, no, come, come on. back to your family. Just yeah. say no, man. Yeah. There, are, there, are, there are great films, obviously, that are biopics. I just sort of think you yeah. can sometimes sense the hand of the person who it's about, yeah, yeah, maybe also, guiding it a little. She had written a book. In that fact, it was then based yeah. off. Yeah. So it was not as if they I, just took it from her life that wasn't already. Yeah. If you base it off a yeah. if you base it off a book, then you kind of like you know what you're getting. Maybe it is biased to their sure. point of view. For sure. Yeah. I guess the Wolf of Wall Street is the same. I'm kind of interested to read Wolf the book. Wall Street is the same. Yeah. Well, did he write a book? Yeah. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, is that what the that oh, was right. called? Oh no way. <laughs> what, now, now, what, now, I, what now, I meant now, was now not that the, the title surprised me. I didn't know that he wrote. Now that there should be the Wolf of Wall Street too. Too. Yeah. The Way of the Wolf. What, that because... is the second book that he wrote. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the the Sell me this pen. <laughs> Sell me this wolf. Sell me this pen. Oh, it's a good pen. Yeah, New Zealand. Is like, it's going to be you when you go to New Zealand. You can write down it's, thoughts you, from your life. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there are any Sell biopics. Me this pen. Or about people where they like weren't involved in... Vice. But that's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Was he involved, Dick James? No, 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 no definitely not, because right. he's made it out to be really bad. Yeah, um, yeah that's a someone, good example. Could yeah. someone do that without your consent? Well, they probably were legal. You have to ask, like, I think politicians, public figures, surely are kind of fair game, right? Like, I don't know, it's someone's life, there's, isn't there's, it? There's quite, wow. there's, there's quite a few. There's one on Bernie Madoff. Um, the, you know, the, the oh, yeah, the Ponzi scheme. Yeah. yeah, so there's that. There's quite a few of, like... I think there's probably quite a lot. Like, it's not... It's obviously not inherently bad social like, network it's just oh yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I just think their there's, names there's, are... there's an added it's more interesting in a way when it wasn't do you think Mark Zuckerberg like them. watches social network and is like this, is not, this is not me apparently, apparently <laughs> yeah, he took all of his um like employees to see it there was, okay there was one there was there was one interesting this is like a take on it like yeah. I saw an interview with Zuckerberg like ages ago and basically in the film the social network there's a thing about face smash which is when he makes oh, yeah. that thing oh, where he yeah. like compares like the woman to each other and stuff yeah, yeah. anyway so he's in this was like a few like fairly re- maybe a year after it had come out and i don't know what it was but he was being interviewed someone was like how big was the face smash in your sort of development of facebook and stuff and he's like what he's like face smash and he's like oh he's like and then zuckerberg's like oh this is that stupid movie isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, um, but obviously it was quite funny to see him like really but but yeah so i don't know how well, I, I wonder then Sorkin probably just read that and thought this will be a good this is like a good basis for what then yeah. comes later yeah but, but yeah but it's, as a separate point I don't know what the line is yeah obviously if Molly had a hand in this then that's fine but when it's about like Zuckerberg or Cheney mm. like it's a film about yeah. someone who's alive I don't know yeah, what, yeah. how that's done and they haven't written something to yeah, set yeah. the record yeah. Yeah. Slanderous it's free to be, like, to be like, critical I never about said it. that so. it doesn't yeah. make it I guess it doesn't make it more accurate necessarily if anything it might make it less accurate because <laughs> yeah. they don't know what the fuck they're talking about if they haven't spoken yeah. to the person but but yeah I don't know there's always a, there's always a, especially when there's obviously a goodie right and it's, obviously, it's yeah. sort of portrayed as like goodies and baddies Molly's game and you could you could argue that maybe in reality it was a slightly more blurred line than it, she's made out to be this kind of like noble noble woman in search of success well, you think that's what the film was saying by, yeah yeah she's, she's, she's definitely portrayed as this kind of like that big impassioned defense he makes for her at the end being yeah, like yeah. this woman deserves but it's like you said like what's the motive her motivation is not to do anything illegal by the look by the looks of it well in her book that's yeah. true <laughs> yeah 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 it's true but you you wonder if like the, really what know. the twins it's called like, again in social network oh, the, the winklevoy the winklevoy the winklevoy <laughs> 
What could I game? You think about whether or not they they watch that and go like, yeah, it's not it was our down. idea, and then it was stolen. Like, it, and that's you know, it's like you can't possibly watch a film and think it's going to be an accurate portrayal. Of, no, no. No, it's always going like, to be tinged in one way or the other. Even if what she wrote in the book, like maybe if we if if we read the book, we'll find out that it's actually like slightly different to the yeah. film anyway. I just I suppose one of the one of the most famous examples of this at the moment is the Crown, right? Everyone always yeah, it's yeah, always guess, a big yeah. controversy That's because everyone yeah, says, yeah. oh, this is about them, and but and they're not involved, and, and it's not true. Like and, present day, <laughs> yeah, and and the danger is. They always say like the danger is that people watch it and think it's a documentary, right? They basically think it's based on fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is literally you're what basically happens, wildly which is mis- true. You're wildly Most misinforming people, people. Well, yeah. Like I mean, Netflix are like, no, it's just fiction. It's sort of inspired by reality. But but people watching The Crown assume that these things happened. Mm. I do. <laughs> on the on the just I, a, I go and Google it after just a, just a quick snippet. This is pretty cool. On the on the subject of The Crown. Yeah. You know, in Train Spotting, Sick Boy. Mm. Yeah. He plays John Major. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Because he's obviously a bit older now. Yeah, so he's going to play Which John one's Major. Which sick boy? The, the, the blonde one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. His best mate. Yeah, yeah. He's Johnny. He's I think Johnny Lee Miller. He's in. He's in Hackers. He's in a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess it's not just a. It's not just a question of like this. Literally didn't happen. It's a. It's also a question of what kind of spin you put on it. Because obviously, when you write a scene or you direct a scene, you are you are trying to guide the audience into thinking. A certain yeah. thing about what's happening, right? Yeah. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? A scary thing or a lovely thing? Whatever, and and that's not how reality happens. It's obviously interpreted differently by different people. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, especially because I suppose in Molly's situation, it's quite there wasn't like a victim of her crime. It's quite really. grey her just scenario. Yeah, like you don't really know if she's breaking the law, if she wants to, or whether or not the lawyer. Believes I mean, her. You, could, you could probably easily write a film about Molly. Which makes her like a really bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think and you'd be like, well, that kind of makes sense. She was basically yeah, she got fined two hundred grand. She wanted like, to make money know. from people that were coming in. But I think <laughs> there are like there are kind of two separate like two bits to it though with with Molly. I think there's there's one bit which is seen as like yeah you need a slap on the you need to, you you're in trouble. There's another bit which is just like over your head unfair. So that when she starts taking the the steak or whatever, yeah, that's illegal. So mm. she, she get, says that in the VO as yeah, well. Yeah, she, 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 she should get caught and get slapped on the wrist, go to prison for a year, or whatever it is. Yeah. Fine, under everyone, I think agrees with that but the whole Russian you know getting like sucked in with the mob and stuff yeah, that, yeah. that was kind of beyond well not beyond her control because she could have just not done anything but that was like not intentional she got, she got over her head with yeah. that well otherwise that's what the film well, suggests maybe. Maybe, maybe, wait, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. wait until the iWords come out <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but that's so there's like two different bits of before iWords I was going to say the only line I really picked out that I thought was similar to like you would have invented Facebook you would have invented Facebook <laughs> was there's a bit where she goes to maybe see a therapist and then she doesn't and she leaves and she says, you know what makes you feel better about losing? Winning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, that's a great line. Yeah, that is. That's a, that's a Sorkin. <laughs> there's also randomly, there's one other thing. I had to look it up when she said it, but there's a bit where she meets um, Idris Elba and she says, she says, do you know what the center of the universe smells like? It smells like rum and raspberries. Like how do you how do you know that? And she's like, oh, I, I I spend a lot of time on Google when the games are on, just just going. But I looked it up and like it is actually like true. How, well, Basically, how does anyone know that? They they looked at this cloud that's in the middle of the Milky Way, like a like a dust cloud, which is supposedly where the Big Bang happened, or whatever. And there's these like uh, they can they can shoot something into it and find and find like what, what compounds are in no. there. And there's a compound <laughs> called ethyl formate. Which people like if you're in the know, or whatever. It smells like rum and raisins. It smells like raspberries, oh, and raspberries. it's also the main ingredient of rum. 
So they think that the mid at the center of the universe smells like rum and raspberries. Yo ho ho. Yo ho ho. Yeah. God, Aaron Sorkin. I know, right? Also, Gage Whitney is a fictional lover. <laughs> but let me ask you a question. But off the record. Off, off the, the record. record. Have you seen um, the trial of Sh- the Chicago Seven? Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. You, you'd like it, Dom. It's good. Yeah, I want to see it. It's, it's got, got. Isn't got. Uh, well, it's got. Bora. It's, it's got Kenlin as well. Kenlin and Bora. Such a bad. They're kind of a because there's seven of them, but they're like together. Those two. It's not. It's not overwritten. I don't think. It is that. Is it? It is interesting because that really does jump around a lot because there's like an ensemble of main characters. Yeah, which isn't unusual for him. Yeah, but I'd say more so with this because there's actually like seven as opposed to like three or four. I would. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't say that that was like really recognizably Sorkin trial of the Chicago 7 I'd, I find there were definitely bits I, like yeah well, like the sort of boomerang I, again it's hard to clarify but there's so one of the main the red calf theory one of, one of the main bits yeah. is and I won't, this won't give Gage Whitney in it but there's a, there's a bit <laughs> probably one of the bits is there's a bit where one of the characters Eddie Redmayne is, is annoyed another character for never understanding him and there's like it's kind of revealed that the other character like understood him the whole time like there are I don't know there are bits Right. Like if I I could probably like sit down and try and work out exactly what how yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. picks yeah. it all together, but someone should do that. Someone should just make a poster which is like how you know you're watching a Sorkin film. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> I say this was going to be my I other question is <laughs> what what would you want to see him direct? Batman. Do you know what a, ba- a Batman oh, film no, writ- written and directed by Sorkin would actually, that would actually be pretty cool. Just a really chatty Batman. Drop the the just just Batman. Batman. <laughs> If you would have directed Batman, you would have would directed have, Batman. If you would have stopped crime on Gotham Street, would have stopped crime. Actually, actually, I'm actually not sure. Genu- genuinely, I, ge- I genuinely feel that a Batman, a Batman film would be in- because there's no. so much there's so much law involved in so much law. Yeah, he so do like a legal one. Well, I think Batman, I think okay, yeah. so. He's done politics. He's done he's done law. What's what the politics name? He could, he, could, he could do Batman maybe if he could do like, Gordon was the main character. Maybe you should do a finance yeah. one. Maybe you should do like a kind big of short. an equivalent of to, Orphan to Wall fair, Street or Big, big Short. The Big Short written by Sorkin would have been interesting. Yeah. Mm. So maybe if he did something about the financial crash or whatever. Or something yeah. like that. Or, he or is the, very impen- good the impending making, recession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is very good at just making naughty subjects kind of really yeah. engaging. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what I feel like he's just like, what's the most like complex thing that yeah. I can see? Maybe we, do an advertising agency. What is this other film, this third, his third director film, what's that about? Do what, the... Uh, Ricardos thing, Being yeah. the Ricardos. I don't know. I didn't even know that he'd done another film after... It, it was done in 2021 and... I guess and it's pretty recent. Chicago of the trial... trial Chicago trial, of the Trial 7? Trial of the Chicago 7. That was done in 2020, so presumably that movie was filmed before the pandemic, yeah. um, mm. being the Ricardos. But uh, yeah, I, I I have no idea. I just know that it's got um, uh, Javier Bardem. Right. Yeah. It's got a cracking cast. Yeah. Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, J.K. Simmons. Hmm. So like, King Richard, you guys weren't a fan? Are we going on to that now? I haven't seen it. I just well, I forgot, but I want to hear your views. He won uh, Best what? Actor last night. Who Will Smith? Yeah, on at the Baftas. At the Baftas. Hitch. Wow, Hitch. <laughs> I know. Everyone thought. Um, everyone thought. Everyone loves Hitch. Uh, what's his name? Cumberbatch might win it, but no. Oh, yeah, he, Pat, yeah, it was apparently, that's, apparently that's really good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it either. I really liked it. I felt it was quite long. Wait, what? So Which is game? Hitch. It was. It was too. Son of a Hitch. Huh? Venus and Serena's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, obviously, like, got a keen interest in tennis, so I really liked it in from that perspective. But it did. It was tricky because it's like they're quite prominent. Venus and Serena are quite obviously prominent, like public figures. Their dad isn't. People that don't know, 
But then as the film went on, it was kind of like, it's about him. And then it kind of becomes about them when they get older, but it, it kind of switched. Uh, I don't know. There was bits where towards the end, it kind of felt like he'd already done, because obviously as they get more successful, he, he's kind of already done his job mm. up to a certain point. Um, and then when they showed, uh, one thing I would say is, we had quite an animated chat after we watched it, but I remember- yeah, my mum my yeah. got so angry about it. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's like, there's definitely a, um, yeah. <laughs> what was yeah, the, what's her main gripe with it then? Just that, just that like, he was so toxic to them and it was like, and it was, the film wasn't about that that was bad. It was almost like, you have to be that to That's be- To build them. To build them into that, yeah. to be that good. But then they showed footage of him at the real guy at the end. And then I couldn't help but think like little Netflix four part situation. <laughs> like you almost kind of want to see a bit of that as well. Tom's just like texting Netflix at 2 a.m. Being like, you up? Yeah, I feel like I've pedaled this like so much. You like, up? What if we did idea. Batman as a miniseries with Sorkin? So they don't make it out to be that bad that he's that aggressive. I think or... they do. Like at times they make. And it's obviously what he's doing really is obviously and, like, like over, overbearing. But then like the, the, the quarrel with it would be not that it's always treated rightly and nicely. It's more that it wraps it up quite nicely. So, at the end, like quite quite literally, I think the the before the credits at the end, it's phrased like, and he was right all along. There was, <laughs> like it's, really? I don't know. it's not it's not exactly those words, but it is like yeah. you know, it's like all this pain and strife was, was worth was it. Worth- everything he said came true, or something like that. I think it. I think for most of the film, it quite it dealt with the kind of ambiguity of having an overbearing and supportive father yeah. right because i don't think he was ever portrayed to be just like oh, a purely sense. good guy or an easy guy to have as your dad i wouldn't be surprised if there was like a quick rewrite at the end where they saw a film and they were and and the, the williams sisters were like yeah no you can't you can't make him out to be a, a such a bad guy mm-hmm. and so they would have quickly rewritten it and been like he was right all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think it's like, as long as you interpret it as all of that was worth it, then somehow it kind of portrays him as a goodie. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's murky. But yeah, don't ask my mum my mom about I it. Actually, <laughs> I actually don't think the film made its mind up on what it thought, which made it even harder. Yeah. Do you know, it didn't paint him as a complete, like, saviour. Did he give a reason as to why it's called King Richard? That's a good question. That is a good question. His name is Richard, right? Well, also, that's another thing. The film is literally titled after him, not after them. Yeah. But then... The film is about him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this is maybe the, this it, maybe the King it, Richard podcast. Maybe that is actually a critique of him, like being overbearing and yeah. But I don't know. That's true. Victim of circumstance. <laughs> Gunshot, <laughs> Gunshot on, on the river. <laughs> um, only other thing I've got to say about this before we move on is the costume budget for the film must have been astronomical. Oh damn! There were yeah. so many costume changes, more so than you'd ever get in any movie. Like every other scene, she was wearing a different dress because she was dressing up for some other night. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, pretty lavish sets as well. Really. Uh... So I was <laughs> <laughs> like lavish sets. I mean, they're basically just like hotel rooms. Yeah, right? but they were like yeah. nice city, like penthouse no no yeah. no, okay. no i mean yeah 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 but she did them up as well that's true yeah <laughs> i like did you weren't gonna let that go the, you? Well, i don't know i don't really know what i'm gonna go what, what sparrow said earlier was true that montage bit where she's like i bought the nicest alcohol and like yeah, brought in the yeah. nicest girls and like all that i was kind of like yeah this, it like makes you kind of like want to go out when you want <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a, pre, it's a pre-drinks, pre-drinks film it's literally a pre- <laughs> pre-drinks film <laughs> yeah. yeah makes you want to start a poker night Yes. Yeah. Right. Speaking of pre-drinks films, um, let's see Iwads, which stands for It Was All a Dream, where we each give a different interpretation of what we think the film is about. 
this one is going to be a real kicker because I think all of us... Yeah, mine's not the best. <laughs> we can't, and also we can't, because it's a biopic, we can't do the thing where we're like, it was real. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> it wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it reversed that. Well, I mean, technically, there's a strong argument to make that maybe it, it was, anyway. Okay, yeah. shall, shall I go first? Yeah. Go I'll set the bar low. i crash and burn. So basically, that we, we still, we need to, well, she, she starts off skiing and she goes into poker but you're trying to find out the whole way through what is in fact Molly's game what is the game she was meant to do and you've, they, they initially try it with skiing and it doesn't work out then obviously with poker it doesn't work out so kind of linking linking back to the Kim Richie com- conversation we <laughs> oh, had this is why you brought this in it's like you know, well actually I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> you're chopping on what's for the last hour I'm going to put it in now the, um, she needed to um, even though her father wanted her to <laughs> to do um <laughs> to, do, to do skiing the reason she um didn't succeed is because they they chose the wrong sport and they should have followed in the father's footsteps and she should have in fact done archery because her father is robin hood oh, oh kevin, kevin costner, costner. Uh, prince of thieves exactly no less man no, in that's, tights that's, that's the end that's Very actually good. that is actually that's way more I mean that's way more advanced than mine I think it probably could have with a bit more thought it's all a metaphor for Robin Hood are you saying at the end she should have pulled out a bow and arrow probably could have been tied in a bit more but yeah that's that yeah yeah I thought you were going to suddenly be like in her father's footsteps as a therapist (laughs) as a Uh, yeah I could see that I can go next I mean I've got I've got two really badly two really bad ones one was just that this is actually a sequel to Superbad and that this is what Michael Cera's character Evan grows up to, yep, to do yeah. and and uh, that's a solid I would and it makes and it makes sense because it makes sense it definitely <laughs> makes sense it's factually correct <laughs> because he um, you know he's a Hollywood actor The they've got Hollywood actors around the poker table um, I'm realising that I should have done one on Player X because that actually would have been a better <laughs> Y-Wad my other I-Wad uh, which is why I tried to throw her in the costume chat at the end there like Sparrow's dropping in King Richard is that actually this is House of Gucci and all, all of her dress changes are a result of the the Russian mob hitting on her and killing people is actually that they kill Adam Driver's character in House of Gucci. I've not seen it, so I'm just trying to connect that. <laughs> I literally have no idea where I'm going with this Highwood. All I know is, is that she had really nice dresses. House of Gucci came out recently. Therefore, Molly's true game... Is fashion. Is fashion. Wow. Agreed. And that's true. I think that is probably the worst Highwood I've ever done on the pod. <laughs> I think with both of us, I might they be don't, able to make it they, worse. They just kind of like, they, they go make... along, they, they link, but there's no, it doesn't tie back in. <laughs> it doesn't like go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah uh, and she's like, yeah, she, Molly checked Facebook, like the social network, which is the way I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, God. If this is anyone's first episode, then wow, this is I promise, a lot better I than promise this. the Highwood's are better than this. Um, well, hang on. We haven't done Louis. No, nah, don't don't raise the expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring, bring it home. Wait, raise them. The bar is like raise bar the stakes. Is, Sparrow, the bar is a dart uh, to you. This is actually quite funny. Sparrow is like, I'm going to set the bar low. I somehow set it lower. Set it lower. <laughs> Shall yeah. I see if I can get it to the ground? Yeah. Okay. My theory is that the Jeremy Strong character, the Succession guy. Right. Let's yeah. get into Kendall. this. Um, you think that you see the end of him when she leaves his game and and does her own thing, but. Uh, my theory is that actually he's a member of the Russian mafia. He knows that he can't keep running the games because eventually the FBI will catch up with him. So instead, he 
brings up Molly as his kind of protege. Oh, that's interesting. Teaches her how to kind of run these nights, knows that she'll go off and do her own thing, and enables the Russian mafia to kind of intermingle, but without him being close to it. So he's the puppet master. He's the puppet master calling the shots. That actually does make sense. Again, Louis, you actually come up with a sensible like theory. But hang on, there's what in that theory there probably should be a scene at the end, like a post-credit scene Mm. where it's him chilling on like a yacht. I'm not saying I'm not saying that in the film this is a theory. I'm saying in reality. It's oh, a theory. This is true. Uh, oh, as in like. Well, no, maybe I am saying I don't know. But as well, it's in a film based on the book that's technically based. Well, on it's Molly's. Reality. It's Molly's perception of reality. It's Molly's book, and Molly doesn't necessarily know that she's been played by the. She's not an accurate narrator. So you think all of his like mind games of taking her pay away and <laughs> yeah, like saying to, get her to start her own thing. It's yeah. like treat, tre- show, so tre- teach her the way to do it. Right, yeah. did that. Show her that it's lucrative. Oh, yeah, tip yeah, Molly. Yeah. And then and he knew that she was kind of like by... practical and would go and exactly. So you kind of, I kind of wondered why he didn't turn up later in the film to kind of mm. yeah, be like screw you. Yeah, or yeah. when she went down, kind of be like, this is what happens. Yeah, when, you, yeah, when yeah. you're yeah, yeah. Because he was in Moscow by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's good. You just need that little scene at the end of him. Yeah, you do. Him on a yacht. That's that's Molly's game too. With love from St. Petersburg. In a way, it really is Kendall's game, isn't it's it? Kendall's game. <laughs> <Yeah, totally. laughs> Kendall's game. Yeah, I gotta say, All I right. think I think that was a pretty that good. Takes uh, the, that takes the prize. I think that was a pretty good iWord. Yeah, I'll take it. I know that um, we have been marking iWords. Oh, we have. have, we? I've, 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 have, I've, got, the, have I've got the numbers. I've got it up here. The the current scores are Louis got two point five, Sparrow's on one, I'm on one, and Benass is on 0.5. Presumably we just <laughs> threw him a bone. Did we split one with me? Yeah. I feel like Louis I feel like Louis probably like won today, this. I think, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the bar going lowest has to take it today, just to, just well, to me. keep it interesting. No <laughs> <By laughs> way. Whose was worst? No, I think no, no, Louis gets yeah, is it a point for getting I the I don't know. Time? I mean, we do. it seems to be done in point fives. Let's give him point five then. All right, come on, give we'll us round a you up, We'll round you up to three. Otherwise, it just gets embarrassing. Yeah. I so feel there's, like, a, there's a clear front runner. I don't yeah. know when we get a prize at the end. Yeah, well, it was meant to be like at the end We of, need to get Dylan over here. Maybe at, the, end, yeah. maybe at the end of each year it restarts. Well, actually, yeah. hang on a second, because we haven't, we haven't heard Ben S's yet, and we're going to cut away for 10 minutes in this. Technically, we're about to, we're, we're about <laughs> to cut away to talk ben to... Ben what's your eye word? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Yeah, yeah, okay. Should... Technically, Benas wants to be a part of this, but he yeah. can't because he's uh So we might have to do a... Uh... We might have to award it after we've heard... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although saying that, I think giving you a point five now, either way. All right, I'll, yeah. take, a, yeah. I'll take a point. Kendall's five. game was a good one. Kendall's game. I, I feel like whenever we do this, you're always like, look, I don't know, I haven't really thought about this. And then you go sorking. Get out my script. You go sorking on it. Get my screenplay out. Kendall would have carried on the poker. Kendall would have carried on the poker, but he didn't because he was part of the Russian mafia. Uh, I really want to watch it again now. What, what did we think of Idris, by the way? We didn't really talk about him. Yeah, did, was, he, was he well cast? Was he good? Did you like him? He did good yeah. in the role. It's just like, it's at the end of the day, it's a lawyer. Yeah. He's talking yeah. about a lot of complex law. Yeah, like I think Gage, that, Gage I, Whitney. Yeah, I think he was okay. Gage I think he was good. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Well, of course, Sorkin, Sorkin cameos in it. Sorkin does cameo in it. He's like one of the poker players. Yeah, and he turns up at, at the bar and he's yeah. He loves he loves a cameo. But it's pr- that is literally like a two second shot. Well, he, he just what, he just turns up to pay to out, pay out, him. At one of the nights, he literally just turns up and you can see him walk. up I think to it's the at Kendall's and, and give give like a wad of cash and that's yeah. it. Yeah, does he cameo a lot then? Yeah, he's in the social network as one of the investors. So it's a bit where like where Zuckerberg's going like. 
Oh yeah. Is that a tusk? So he actually he, is a bit, he's, he's actually he's, a bit of an actor as well. He's a he's a vet, oh my he's god! A vet. Why wasn't there an iWad in him? There would have been uh, yeah. such an iWad. He actually has like a proper line in yeah in Social Network. I don't know about the other films. But is he in West Wing? He, pr- he must have been in West probably, Wing. I reckon he. I reckon he's probably in. Gage Whitney is in West Wing. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. recognise the name from West Wing. I don't recognise it from Molly's Game, but it must have been. Because I'd be surprised if he doesn't cameo because because the thing about him is especially the one in Molly's Game. It's so small that it's like a proper cameo. It doesn't take you literally just see him. It doesn't like take yeah, you out yeah. of it. You'd have to be looking for it. He, I don't think he's in Moneyball. I don't remember him being in Moneyball. Which the only other thing I wanted to say was I, I, I do forget that Moneyball is written by Storkin because it hasn't got very Sorkin-y dialogue. I don't think it actually feels a lot more like deeply emotional film. I don't know if that's to do with the director or not, but it feels a bit. Yeah. The tone of it feels not very Sorkin-y. But yeah. I love Moneyball. I think it's such a good film. That is good. That's probably, I would say it's probably my favourite. What's that thing where he's like, average yeah. runs per, what is it yeah, like? Pete's, yeah, when I look at Pete, when I look at you, talk. And what's the, what's the, what's the thing he has to keep saying? It's hit, like, hit run, on base. Hit on base. Yeah, yeah. Get on base. That's quite Zorkin-y. Yeah, yeah no, no, this is true. Going back to that one. What do we need to win this season? We need 200 <laughs> home runs and the, nope, what do we need? Like, oh yeah, 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 I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, we've gone pretty, that was really interesting, Benas. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good point. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah, we'll just put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll splice, we'll splice that back in. I'm splicing this bit in right now with Benas. I'm here with Benas. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a, a weird little outro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The epilogue. This little epilogue. We had to bring you on because you're the writer of the group. This oh, is yeah, a writer's I, I, movie. <laughs> this is yeah. Like I completely get it when you said like it's a writer's film. Mm. When you, you sent me a little bit of a uh, summary, if you will, oh, your thoughts essentially. Um, I, 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 although I agree with saying it's a writer's film, I feel like that's don't get nothing against you. I feel like that's a lazy. I'm into being cut down. <laughs> no, because like um, this is why we brought you on for this tiny little segment at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun. This is like the moral, moral end credits. <laughs> Only people that know will. I, I, so this was the second time I've seen it. First time I watched it in the cinema when it came out. Yeah, I remember watching it. It was, it, it's a very much an adult film in a sense that, you know, not necessarily anything graphic happens. It's just a, there's a lot of information to it. And, you know, films like this don't really get made anymore or they go straight to Netflix or they're made by Netflix just for the small screen, if you will. The heavy use of like voiceover, everyone thinks it's like, a, oh, it's just a writer's kind of device to lazily spring the story going, get the story going, or or turn it around somehow in like American Beauty does, in a way. But in this case, this story is so fucking full of bullshit and just like uh, contradicting stories and stuff. So voiceover is definitely needed and the energy dissipates uh, at times due to voiceover because don't get me wrong I, I had issues with this film um but i like voiceover was definitely not the worst part i feel like it, it was clean the way it was done it wasn't like unnecessary mm. it was necessary to get that she is here like Molly bloom's character is here now this is what happened before it's just an economic way to get to get information across essentially that's how it was used here obviously being a like aaron Sorkin being a writer and stuff his thing is to walk and talk again to to get information across and not to feel stagnant um but i feel like he, he borrowed a trick from social network here which is yeah molly bloom's character i'm forgetting idris elba's character but idris elba 
when they're in his kind of like office or whatever they talk just like camera sat down there's not you know there's nothing interesting about the camera work for for sure but it's the it's the dialogue that obviously keeps it exciting because it kind of like dances between the two so like she she cuts in with a little some sort of like undertake and then he cuts back with some sort of like oh you don't have the money to pay me but it being a writer's film is definitely not a bad thing here it's just that because the dialogue is so good and kind of like so polished and stuff it doesn't yeah if it was made by like you know a lesser writer filmmaker it would you would have called it out being like oh, it's, it's fine you know not a lot of excitement happens here like the most exciting bit is i don't know the when she's yeah the skiing yeah. yeah that's the most visceral scene is the skiing because you know you know you think you know how it feels to break a bone to fall down so it becomes visceral and that's the essential action of the film whereas the rest of it where she gets uh hard done by um the guy from succession yeah, playing another prick again yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um we referenced that a lot in this episode what do you think of the jump with him as being a writer turned director when he's mm. not he's worked with super visual directors in the past yeah and now it's like and obviously directing is a visual medium so but then he's still like you said it's so well written and it relies so well on the dialogue that it in a way it does carry the story here's here's a question then how about the, here, a few good men you know his, his the film he wrote but didn't direct obviously um mm. there's nothing visually going on in that it's just a bunch of fucking lawyers talking law. Yeah, but there there isn't and and what drives yeah. that film? What's memorable about that film? Jack Nicholson's scene when he's like, "You can't handle the truth." That's yeah. literally the most epic scene. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. Whole film again. But, but then, what's the difference drama, between though. what's the difference between that and Molly's game? That they're just it, it, there's so much to, to explain about this story yeah. because it's so intricate in terms yeah. of the law and stuff like that. That um, well, the, the difference isn't large it's always law which is weird well yeah one thing i noticed throughout whether it's his directing or writing career we're talking uh, is that he he delves into the behind the scenes stuff like you could literally call him the behind the scenes guy because the few good men what was the film about behind the scenes of a trial was this film about behind the scenes of running a poker game and what happens yeah. when you you talk big um and same with trial chicago seven behind the scenes of trying trying yeah Yeah. his network again his tv show was a behind the scenes of a tv network Um, and west wing as well that's true the behind the scenes guy (laughs) yeah 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 like he finds that yeah he'll you know behind the scenes might be mundane to some but he finds the exciting stuff Hmm. that um so again his Visually, his work might not be, you know, either as strong or or as, you know, visually cutting like Zack Snyder might be. But that's because it doesn't need to be. It's it's a drama. People, drama is, is the base of uh, of any cinema, really, if you will, because you know, drama is conflict. And why we watch films is because of a conflict, and we want to know how that gets resolved, whether it be Batman or whether, whether it's modest game, modest game. So. If you find good drama, you don't need to. You need you don't need the bells and whistles to carry the story across. It's the story that gets across. That's true. So, what do you think his trait is as a director? Then it's it it's, it's being a writer. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially, it's, it's being a good fucking writer. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, and it's kind of like you know when it's an uh, Sorkin 
film whether you write or direct it. Um, yeah, it felt less Sorkin-y this one, one though. Uh, like compared to like really? social net compared to social network or like something else where they feel like they're snapping back and forth like super quick. Any scene with with um Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba is yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying that isn't just overall. I think it might have been because there was a lot of voiceover that had yeah. a job to explain rather than to Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like okay. social network doesn't have voiceover in it that's explaining what's going on. It's kind of just things are just moving and forward. Yeah. Well, Fincher doesn't really use voiceovers. Um but yeah, yeah. yeah Plus the script wasn't written. I don't think the script was written like that anyway. And you know, like, yeah, it's it's weird, like, to compare somebody else's film to his film when yeah. it's not his film. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. But he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's and it's like you can like with Steve Jobs, you can tell it's him, even yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Steve Jobs, the film behind the scenes, right? Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> behind the scenes guy. <laughs> it's true though. It's true. It's like that is the we. If you look to films such as Trial of Chicago Seven. That is a strong ass film, and that mm. was his only second film. Yeah, it's it's. I feel I feel like with this film for debut, extremely strong. Maybe not his best, sure, but uh, for debut of any kind of like, if you're just basing him on a director basis, it's still a very strong film. When I watched it in the cinema, it's a bit like when I watched Death of Stalin. The crowd was way old. Like if you go to a Batman film or Spider Man film, the crowds will be you know ranging from a kid to an adult and that's fine but i remember watching this film and it was legit just like 30 year olds and above with me being mm. a 21 like, year old you got the curzon crowd in there yeah exactly yeah. um and you know it does feel like a much more adult film without being an adult rating uh, yeah that is interesting you said that at the start of, at the start of this outro chat like the the adult angle on it it made me think of 90s films uh in a way because they did yeah like they weren't shy like you know with uh where there is like a few good men or i think his film his written film sorry uh or you know just just a variety of like 90s had such a variety of films so it does feel like it's a yeah it belonged in the 90s. And I feel, I feel like that's right. Uh, Sorkin's writing it in and of itself. It's a bit like, here's a complex issue. I'll break it down for you. And all you have to do is sit back and, and listen. It's it's no easy task. Um, no wonder he, he's like the most paid writer in Hollywood. He really? gets like a mil per script. Plus his like, masterclass. He, yeah, I don't know why he did that. I was like, um, I took the masterclass as well. Uh, he, he, keeps, he repeats himself a lot, man. His characters have got a habit of doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, writers, they, they write themselves as a form of extension anyways. Hmm. Um, Sounds like you're giving your two cents. Yes. Uh, Here's a good question, which yeah. I asked the other guys. What What would you want to see Sorkin write and direct? Just, I mean, like, you know, he'll probably write something like how Marvel became to be what it is. Right, behind right. The, <laughs> but, <laughs> the behind the scenes of Marvel. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's done his 90s thing, like Trial Shiloh and Marlowe's Game both feel like 90s films. That's my two cents. This has been this segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. We're going to return back to everyone saying bye, I think, if my edit, if my edit's right. Um, All right, well, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Louis. Goodbye. Goodbye from Sparrow. Goodbye. Goodbye from Dennis. 
That's why I sent a bye. <laughs> this is bye for me. If you would have ended this podcast, you would have ended this podcast. <laughs>